Welcome to 108 Mindfully Made, the podcast, a safe space where we'll discuss spiritual topics, tips and tricks for living a more mindful, present and purposeful life. So go ahead, grab your blanket, a cup of tea and your meditation cushion because it's about to get real. 108 Mindfully Made, the podcast starts now. and say thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast as always I'm so grateful so the today's episode is going to be really special I feel like I was really being pulled to talk about this because I know it pertains to a lot of people that I know personally right now who are dealing with the grief and loss of a particularly beautiful loved one in spirit our fur babies so I on this podcast episode I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my mediumship development what I've been doing um, and my experiences with the other side pertaining to animals and also um, also be sharing a little bit of my own mediumship story and development story with you guys but there's a lot more to come on another episode of the podcast so I'm not going to get too much into it here but this episode, if you've if you've recently lost, a, if you've ever lost a fur baby, um, you know they're like a member of our family, and this episode is for you. I've received a lot of questions regarding, um, you know, animals and what happens when they pass, and from my, this is just me sharing what I've learned so far in my journey, what I've experienced during my personal experience. So it's, it's it is anecdotal, but this is really truly what what my heart and soul. To me knows to be true so I'm sharing that with you today and I hope that you can find a little bit of comfort um, in the words that are to follow so thank you guys so very much for listening and following my journey um, I don't post very regularly as you guys know on the podcast and I don't really have a structure so you know be sure to subscribe and you know rate five stars so that way you know when I post new episodes of the podcast do you have some really exciting stuff coming up so I can't wait to share that with you guided meditation that it should be posting later this week so I'm really thrilled to go ahead and share these more more of these offerings with you guys so thank you so much for listening as always I really appreciate it and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast oh boy it's your evolved soul but you definitely don't know how to listen back on bud Going back on. The cone of shame goes back on. Whew, man, I'm telling you, these geriatric animals are kicking my butt these days. All right. (laughs) I need to talk about animals. (laughs) Not specifically mine, but animals in general. And as pertaining to mediumship. So one thing that I am going to post a really long podcast. I had a friend of mine come on who's a fellow medium. And um, I have another podcast actually coming up that I'm going to record with another friend of mine who's a clairvoyant, a more prophetic medium. So I have a lot of things lined up as far around this topic of mediumship. So I hope you guys are ready because it's coming. Like there's a lot. Um, So I just wanted to touch on how I truly feel divine timing works. So first of all, you know, I make malas, I make jewelry. That's like one of my, my outlets. It's been a creative passion of mine. But the truth is this podcast has been so awesome for me. Um, and it was such a total twist and turn of events. And I truly feel like it's given me a way to give you guys an offering while I can't be creative. 
And this allows me to be getting to a creative space that actually allows me to put myself out there even more and make even more of a human connection with with people. So I really, really am enjoying it. So thank you guys so much for listening to these episodes. It's freaking awesome. I'm so grateful and so full of gratitude. So I'm really glad that these are resonating with you. The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is that I feel as though I don't talk about this a lot on my Instagram account, um, but I'm going to start kind of delving in a little more because the more deep diving I do, the more I'm finding that this is really what I'm being called to do as far as um, creating an offering for people. So um, Reiki, you know, is is what I love. I love Reiki so much. I love giving Reiki. I love receiving Reiki. I love just participating in the, in that energetic space of, of, you know, that high vibrational space. That led me into, um, kind of opening up more and allowed me to move into a space where I found that I was able to, uh, connect to the other side. And I'm, so now I'm currently working on really honing that gift and really learning how to work with it so that I can create an offering for people um, that will bring peace, healing, and comfort, not just on an energetic level, but like on a soul level. So for me right now, I've really been, really been working on that. And it's, it's, it's been a long journey. It's been a difficult journey. It's been a trying journey. It's been a journey of trust. It's been a journey of exhaustion, um, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, like you name it, I've faced it. And they're still continuing to come up for me. The onion keeps pulling back and peeling back the layers. And it's one thing, and I'm going to talk a lot about this in other podcasts, so I won't talk about it too much, but I do want to just talk about how this pertains to what I'm going to talk about today, because I'm really being called to talk about the animals. Um, it seems as though we talk about the soul of of us as humans and of consciousness, you know, existence of consciousness outside of the human physical form. And that doesn't only go for people, but that also goes for animals. And I really want to talk about this because it's something that has been really profound for me recently. Um, I've actually found myself, not only am I connecting to deceased human loved ones in spirit, but I've been connecting to animals in spirit. And I have to tell you something that I feel is so strong. Gosh, this bird is going crazy right now. That's no surprise. I'm talking about the animals, the crow medicine. <laughs> so before I start talking really about what it is I want to talk about today, I do want to give you guys a little background as far as how my gift works and what it is I've been doing because I haven't really talked too much about it. I do have another podcast that's coming up that will explain it in a little bit more detail as far as the development process and I really want to share that with you guys because it's a journey and it's a process and I like to share it. Um, So for me particularly, this whole gift that kind of that I that I really sort of discovered was very strong um, was actually something I recognized when I started really practicing meditation and mindfulness regularly and I say this because it was almost like it was a side effect of meditation but disclaimer I don't want people to start meditating because that's their main goal is to you know develop their 
their psychic and, and mediumship abilities. Um, it will help you, yes, if you are on that path, but don't let that be your primary goal of meditation as well because there are so many more benefits to mindfulness and meditation that will carry over into your daily life, so please don't get single-pointed on that. Um, it is something you can do to strengthen you know, your, your, um, those abilities. However, just don't let, don't fall into that trap of like that being the only reason that you want to meditate. Um, because you know, you, you can't be single pointed in your, in, in having a goal. So for me, it just sort of happened naturally and unfolded in a natural way. Um, and it might, it, it probably will for most people who do develop a regular practice. Um, and it's up to you whether or not you feel called to strengthen it and develop it or you just kind of want to leave it there and like let it be. Um, in my case, I have a very strong pull to develop this gift. So that's what I've been doing. So um, what I did want to say is that so we have so just kind of that was kind of like a tangent that I went on right now. But I just wanted to like preface this with that. So we have our five senses, like our five physical senses, but then we also have the same senses, but in an energetic space. So just like we have touch, see, feel, hear, um, and smell, taste, all of that. We also have those same ability to do that in an energetic space. And, um, those are called your clair senses or so some people have probably heard of most commonly you hear people refer to clairvoyance, meaning clear seeing. Um, so, for me, everyone's a little different in how they receive their information. So clairvoyance um, for me is seeing things in my mind's eye. So I will oftentimes get flashes of images and things of symbols that um, that pertain to certain things in my in my mind and make me think of certain things that come in very quickly and then they're gone. I don't see things outside of myself. Very rarely do I see things outside of myself, but I am going to talk a little bit about that today because there is an instance where I have seen something outside of myself and I will that will be a little later in the podcast, but, um, <clears throat> so there's clairvoyance and then there's clairaudience, which is clear hearing. So by saying clear, it just means clear. So clear hearing. So that's when I hear spirits. Um, I hear my, I hear spirit thoughts in my own thoughts voice, which is so freaking confusing, but that is where I actually recognize that I had a pretty strong ability to connect to the other side because that was the first Claire that was really pronounced for me because what was happening is my mindfulness training and my mindfulness practice allowed me to be so observant of my own thoughts and be so self-aware that when I would have a thought that wasn't my own that was connected to a loved one in spirit or connected to someone outside of myself I, rec I was able to recognize and go wait a minute that's not mine where did that come from? And a lot of times it's not like full phrases or sentences. It's literally like a word or um, like a sound or it's very interesting. So it's, it's not it's not very clear cut. So that's so when I started developing that awareness of my own thoughts, that's when I was able to distinguish. Whoa, that's that's not mine. So that was probably my first primary clear that I started to connect with. Um, and then there's clairsentience, which is clear feeling. Um, so just like we physically feel, I also feel the the emotions as well. So it does not just physical feelings, but also emotions as well. And then um, clear uh, clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. So basically, it's kind of like a download of information. So it's just like I don't know how the hell I know that information, but I do, and it's, I always attribute it to just being a good guesser my whole life. So um, that. So that's claircognizance. And then um, there's clair, there's clair smelling, which is like, uh, I think clair, I think we could call it clair, um, 
oh my gosh, I can't think of the word, but there's clear smelling and clear tasting, which are a little bit more on the rare side. Um, however, I will eventually, I will at times get scents that will kind of pop out of nowhere that no one else will smell but me. And I know that that's, um, that's one way of that spirit will communicate with me. Um, so all I combine all of these clairs together. Like I said, you kind of go through periods where you'll have a dominant clair um, at one point, but then if you do exercises and stuff to strengthen other clairs, um, oftentimes at one point in time, you'll have a clair that becomes more dominant over time or it kind of flips back and forth. So, but I use a, utilize a blend of all of them. So I take all of the information I receive on all of those different levels and kind of put it together and try to deliver it in a package and <laughs> interpret it in a way that makes sense to the person who I'm sitting with. And that takes time and that's the hardest part of this work and that's what takes so much practice and takes so much time is really understanding and knowing exactly what each one of those things I'm receiving means and figuring it out and putting it all together and piecing the puzzle together to create something that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so that's how I receive information and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to just kind of talk about that because I haven't really talked about that on the podcast, but stay tuned. There is a lot more to come about that. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, but for me, primarily Claire audience, uh, was my primary Claire when I first realized I had a gift and now I've actually moved more to clairvoyance and clairsentience, which is actually one of the reasons why I came on today because I really, really, really was like, like emotionally feeling feeling a certain way and I knew I needed to record this podcast and then I also was clairvoyantly I'm, I'm seeing these images of all of these beautiful animals that I was like wow they really really want me to talk about this because I think that they all this is kind of a collective sort of message for anyone who's going through the loss of your beloved your beloved um fur baby so yes so yes so, for instance, today, um, I literally just keep seeing images of these different animals, and that's why I know I need to talk about this. And I have this feeling of love that's coming through so intensely, so I just really feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. So, we talk about soul, and, you know, there's this general idea that we live in this human body or soul having a human experience is sort of kind of if you're into spirituality that's kind of where um most of the teachings and and um most of the exploration is around the soul and the experience of the soul in a human form so the way i like to think of it is like this is like earth school like this whole planet earth is a school a place for us to come a place for us to learn a place for our souls to grow we have to grow in these human bodies because that's how we physically are able to feel things and that forces us to grow and you can go through your whole life in this physical body and you may never recognize that you are a soul having a human experience <laughs> what'd you do you knocked it over um and that might just be your path. And I'm not saying that I, I believe that like in destiny or pre, predestined, like anything like that. But I do believe that we all come onto this earth with lessons to learn. A basic kind of blueprint for what it is that our soul particularly needs to learn to, in order to grow. Be it um, a lesson of loss, be it a lesson um, of, you know, s you know, self-sacrifice, um, 
serving others, like whatever those big life lessons are for your particular soul in order to evolve and grow at a soul level. And that's why we keep coming back. And I, I am a big believer in reincarnation, 100%. I, and I have a feel, and what, when I, this, the reason I'm going to talk about reincarnation is because I truly feel like this pertains to animals. Um, <clears throat> so in Buddhism, they talk about karma, which is basically your, uh, kind of like you build up like this energetic, energetic, you have good karma, you have bad karma, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but essentially you kind of build up this like bank, right? So like if you do something good, like more money goes into your bank account for karma. And then if you do something kind of like, yeah, kind of shitty, then you kind of like deducted from your bank account, you know, sort of thing. So you're kind of just like this, this back and forth throughout your life and each life. And then at the end of your life, you kind of review of like, where's your balance? And then based on where your balance is, um, kind of determines, okay, where do you need to do in order to continue to build your spiritual bank account, if you will, in the next life so that you can eventually attain that level of soul where you don't have to come back to this earth? Um, <laughs> um, so the reason that I'm talking about this is because I truly feel like this is the souls of animals, dogs and cats particularly, domesticated animals, I truly feel like they are evolved souls. I feel like they are probably, I'm not saying that like if you're an evolved soul, you're going to come back as a dog. That's obviously, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that I believe the souls of animals are extremely evolved. And the reason that I say that is because their heart space is so open. They are so filled with compassion and love and unconditional love. And the reason that I know this is because one of my other clairs that I receive information through and when I receive an animal, when I feel spirit and I, I'm connecting to someone, I'm connecting to their loved ones and spirit and an animal starts to come through, I know instantly because of the amount of love that I feel for the person sitting in front of me. It is overwhelming. So clairsentience not only means I physically feel like sensations of those that passed, but I will feel their emotions. Um, and animals, when they come through, dogs especially, so much love like the greatest love I've ever felt it's like this it's like someone came up and wrapped you in like a warm blanket and just love and joy and happiness and like I just want to laugh like it's like it's this overwhelming sensation of laughter that comes over me and it's so beautiful because when I'm in it it's like oh my god it's unreal and it's and that's how I know I'm connecting to an animal and I'm feeling that right now so I know that these animals are lining up behind me right now and I feel it I just feel it in my bones every ounce of me feels it in my bones so I really want to talk about this because I think the reason that I'm being called to talk about this is because a lot of I know my personal friends have had to recently um, experience the loss of pets and sometimes we really do grieve our animals more so than we would grieve some like our like a relative and I know that that sounds weird to say but if you really truly think about it the connection we have with our animals they see us at our worst and they still love us and they see us at our best and they are they love us and it's like the same level of love all the time and it's so overwhelming and it's so beautiful and I just oh god it's like I see I'm getting super emotional right now I'm like this is this is totally spirit <laughs> I need to talk about this um because there are a lot of people who need to hear this message. 
these animals love 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 and they are so grateful for everything we do for them they come on this earth and literally they are happy if all they need are their basic needs met they just need you know food a place to sleep you know able to go outside and you know use the restroom and get a little bit of exercise and they are that's all they need and that's all they ask for and they don't even ask for that and you know we they give get they give and give and give and they get so little in return and it's the most beautiful lesson for us as humans to look at our dogs as beings of unconditional love as examples of unconditional love and our cats too our animals they will do everything in their power to make sure that we are okay because they love us so much and they are so selfless so one thing that i do want to say is that I know a lot of my friends recently have had to put animals down and I myself had to do that too about this time last year. It's been almost a year since we put our cat down and it was, you know, for me, I didn't think it was going to be that hard because it's my cat. I was like, half the time I didn't know where she was. I was like, oh, she's outside. She's doing her thing. She's self-sufficient, whatever. I didn't see her. Like, honestly, I probably wouldn't have noticed if she didn't come home for a week because she was that self-sufficient and independent. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you, like there's a part of me looking back that almost wishes that maybe she would have like gone quicker like I wish that she didn't have to suffer like because when she got to the end and I watched her suffer I could feel her suffering and it was horrendous it was so gut-wrenching to watch her go through those last weeks of her life when she really deteriorated quickly and um that was really painful for me because as a nurse and as a healer, I really, really, really wanted to fix her. And I loved her so much. And I felt like my love for her wasn't really fully realized until she got really sick. And then when we had to put her down, because there was really no, no hope that we could do anything. And she was old. I think she was like, God, she had been at least 18 or 19. She was very old. She was an old, old cat. She'd been around for many years. Um, But even still, it didn't make having to make that decision any easier. Even though you know in your heart that they're suffering and that they're in pain. And you know you're going to ease their suffering. It still fucking hurts. It fucking hurts to know that you're the one making that decision. And I know that, you know, that day for my dogs is not, is not far away. I can feel it. They feel it too. They're old. You know, they're, they're, they're 14 and 15. We're getting to that point where we know that we're going to have to start making some decisions. And I dread that day. But I know for a lot of my friends right now, in those last couple months, I've seen so many of my friends have to put animals down and make those decisions. And the biggest message that I receive when I bring an animal through is don't grieve my loss. Don't grieve me. Don't grieve me. I am so good and I'm so grateful for everything you did for me because you were the best fucking pet parent that I could have ever had. Ever. And the fact that you tried and tried to save me shows the level of love and gratitude that you felt for me. And the biggest and best gift that you could have given me was ending my suffering. So I thank you for that. Like, I thank you. I'm so grateful that you made that decision. Don't think you made the wrong decision. 
as hard as it was for me to leave you, because it was hard for me too, but as hard as it was for me to leave you, I'm so grateful for you allowing me to let go because I was tired. I was really tired. And that's, but it's so much love. It's so much love. It's so much love. Oh my goodness. So for anyone out there right now who's grieving the loss of an animal, just know you are not alone and your animal is right there with you in spirit still still so look for those signs because they're there they're coming through especially i feel it so strongly with the names you know you're gonna drive around and you're gonna see a name on a license plate that matches your animals or you're gonna go to a restaurant and you're gonna see that menu and it's gonna be the, the name of the restaurant's gonna have your animal's name in it you know or or you're gonna be out and you're gonna you're gonna see just something that connects to your animal you're gonna you're gonna walk up and you're gonna see a picture of an animal that looks almost identical to yours and just know that in that moment that is your animal right there with you giving you that little wink and that hello from heaven they are so present. And I always say too, if you have other animals or you have kids, watch your children because they are so open. And so are the animals that are still living. They are so open to spirit. They will see spirit. They will go crazy for spirit. They will run. They, if all of a sudden your animal is running around looking like, like it doesn't, it doesn't, all of a sudden it just got super crazy and it's running around like a crazy person it looks like it's playing with another animal that's not there. There's a reason that's happening. That is your loved animal spirit there and what I oftentimes too you know a lot of people wrestle with should we get another animal you know is it when's too soon you know that sort of thing and, and the grieving process is different for everyone but I will tell you this that, that that your animals if you do decide to get another animal is going to play a part in you finding that new animal that new companion and so I always say look in the eyes look in those eyes you will know instantly you will make that connection and you will know you will just know in your soul like you will know you know if it's a good match Whew. um so you know i don't normally like deliver messages like that but this is like a because it's very generalized but i feel like it's a message that needs to be heard because so many people are going through this right now and I intuitively feel and I know that these animals, they will do everything to hang on for us because they don't want us to suffer. You know, they will sacrifice their themselves for us because they know that when, when they go, it's going to be hard on us. So they will hold on as long as they can. They will suffer for as long as they can. They will because they love us so much and our happiness means so much to them that they will do everything in their power to stay with us as long as they absolutely can and that's one of the reasons why we have to be the ones to make the decision because they will just keep holding on they will keep holding on and one thing that i'm that i do truly believe and someone said this to me once and it stuck with me and i actually gave this piece of advice to a friend of mine who just recently had to put down her beautiful riley rue and I, riley is so freaking present and he loves you so much and he is so grateful for that send-off that you gave him my god what amazing 
dog parents like you you guys are and all of you out there you're all incredible dog parents by 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 putting your own emotions aside and being there for your animals at the very end like that is the greatest gift you gave them the greatest gift your animals like I said they will hold on for as long as they possibly can and they will hold on till they know we're going to be okay so I truly feel like this is true for my animals and this is one of the reasons why they haven't, you know, they haven't gone on their own is that I don't have any children. I don't know that I ever will have children. I don't, I'm not sure where, where that journey, if that, how that journey is going to pan out and letting it unfold on its own time. But I do believe that my animals want to make sure that I'm okay. So they're hanging on until they know that I'm going to be okay. And they intuitively know. So when you have a big life change, then they see that, you know what, they're going to hurt for a while, but they're going to be okay. That's when they, they, that's when they make it known that, okay, it's, it's time. It's time. And you will know, you will know. And a lot of times it has to do with like the arrival of a new baby. So for instance, I truly feel like in, in certain cases, when a new baby comes into the into the picture of first baby, they know that you have a new love, that something's going to love you unconditionally, and you're going to love that unconditionally, and you are supported by that love. So they know now that they can take that step back, and they can give you the permission to, to allow them to cross over peacefully. So... When they see you with your new baby, they're so happy and they're so filled with love and relief because they know that when they leave, you're going to be okay. And you're going to have that thing. And it doesn't have to be a baby. It could be something else. It could be, you know, a change in your career. It could be, you know, a, a new love. It could be, you know, just something. And they know that even if you have other animals, um, you know, they just want to know that you're going to be okay. And especially when dogs get older and they don't really have like, they don't have like one or two things that's like, that's, you know, that, that's like, okay, like this is it. This is the end. When, you know, I feel like when they have, when they're going through something like that, you know, and it's not obvious, you know, it's like, okay, well, he has a hard time getting around. He's a little uncomfortable. Like, but he still can go to the bathroom. He's still eating. He still has a good demeanor, like all of those things, you know, that makes it really hard for, to make a decision. And one of the things that my husband and I always say is that as soon as they can't get up to go to the bathroom anymore, or they stop eating, that's when it's time to, to, to let them go for sure. And that's truly my belief because that's when I feel like they're, they're ready. They're really ready. Um, and, so you, you know, you kind of have that set of criteria, you know, but for the most part, you know, because at that point it is suffering. It's really, truly suffering. And they, dogs will not let you know that they're suffering. They just won't. They're just, it's not, it's not in them. They will compensate and adapt and compensate and adapt as best they can because they love you so much. It has nothing to do with love for themselves. They are the most selfless beings and I just want you guys to know, for those of you who've had to put your animals down, it's the hardest decision you've ever had to make, I know. It's so fucking hard. 
but just know that they are grateful and they are so at peace and they are so around you. You just have to look for the signs. You just have to look for the signs. They're there. They're so there and they're so present. So just remember that. So yeah, <laughs> animals, they're freaking awesome. I love you, Disco. Disco's looking at me. He's like laying down. He's like, what are you talking about, mom? You're just talking to yourself. <laughs> but I know my dogs feel spirit and I know my dogs feel other dogs too. Um, the other day I did a reading for someone and I connected her to her dog and it was the funniest thing because the whole day I felt like my dogs were acknowledging another animal in the house. It was very weird. Um, not weird. I shouldn't say weird because nothing's ever, nothing's weird anymore to me. Like nothing's weird, but you know, to others it might seem strange. Um, but the way they would lay, they would lay like there was another animal. Normally they would lay next to each other, but they would lay like there's another animal there. Um, and then they would start barking all of a sudden and getting really excited. Like they were playing with another dog that was there. It was very, very interesting. So, um, you know, their spirits will visit us the same way that our loved ones and spirits will visit us too. So, and if you ever see, I, I know for a fact I've seen my cat like outside of myself and I, I, I got the validation this weekend too, because I'm not the only person who saw, who's seen my cat outside of myself, of course. Um, but I will every now and then I will see out of the corner of my eye and I have a cat now that, that we, that we truly believe that our, our Josie our we believe that she, um, we truly believe that she sent her to us. Bodhi, my new cat, she'll be sitting over here and then all of a sudden I'll see like out of the corner of my eye, I'll see, I'll see something small and that kind of looks like another cat just run across the room and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, oh, that was, that must be Josie saying hello. And I'll catch Bodhi playing with nothing and she looks like she's playing with another cat. So I know, I told, I know in my heart that, that my cat is very much around and she's, I asked her specifically when she passed, I said, please come and visit us as much as possible because I really want to feel you. And I do. I feel her so much. Um, and it's just so cool. It's such a cool, cool experience. And they can communicate. A lot of people are like, how do animals communicate? They didn't speak in English. There's no language barrier on the other side. And communication, you know, I wish that it was as clear as the way I'm talking to you now, but it's not. Spirit communication is like it's like fucking learning a whole new language. I'm not even going to lie. Like it's been, that's part of, that's part of the process. That's why I call myself a developing medium because learning the spirit language is, is tricky. Uh, you know, the way that they communicate, cause they can communicate through all those different senses and I have to put it all together and figure out what the fuck it means. <laughs> uh, you know, and all I can do is take what I'm getting and just, you know, connect the dots as best I can and deliver messages. So, but more, more about mediumship to come. Um, I know it might be premature to put this out there with before that mediumship episode, but I really did feel like this was warranted. Like, it's not just like an animal to animal, but our love, our loved ones in spirit are there for them too. So yeah, just know that that connection that you feel to your animal has no bounds, has no bounds. And it's, they're still so present with you. It's just up to us to be, to drop our guard down to allow ourselves to receive those signs and messages because once you open yourself up it's just insane like the amount the amount of synchronicity you're going to start to notice and recognize um and just know that even if you don't feel your animal around you right away that that's normal but you will in time you just have to be open 
if you're, you know, sometimes we can want it so bad that we block it. And that's the other thing too. But your animal also lives on inside of you. Like, like you carry a piece of that animal in you, like in your heart, in your soul. You're so connected to that animal, to that being. And that, that animal will live on through you. So in the physical world, but you know, they're so present in the spirit world. You just have to be open to the signs. And sometimes it's too soon. Sometimes, you know, it takes a while and that's normal. So, but I always say time on this, in, in the realm of spirit is nothing like time. Time is a construct here and it's so much slower here. I mean, for, for what's a blink of an eye to us is like, or I guess I should say, Forty minutes to us is like the blink of an eye to them, not even. So just know that that your loved one is so present. Your your animals are so with you. They do cross the rainbow bridge. They are with your loved ones in spirit. I promise you. I promise you, because I know it in my bones and I feel it and I've seen it. I've made those connections. I've had those animals come through and bring through validation. I, I, there's no way I could have known. There's no flipping way I could have known. And it blows me away. This gift blows me away. Because the things that come through, I should not know. I shouldn't know, but I do. And it's coming from somewhere. And I know in my gut and my bones when I connect to spirit and I get into that state that, that, that I am connected to something so much greater than me. So, yeah, I had to share that. And animals, they are, like, up there, man. And, I mean, they are just so up there. So, yeah. Whew, I don't know. Whew, I had I had really had to, like, I had to just say all that. And it's just, it's so intense for me to, like, talk about it. But, yeah. So, I'm, I don't primarily connect to animals. I'm not an animal communicator. I don't call myself that at all. Um, I just very much... I, I've connected with a lot of animal. I've connected people to a lot of animals lately. And I, I know that I've had a lot of people who have, have lost animals recently. So I just felt like this is something that kind of, kind of fit the time, um, in terms of, of putting it out there. So, um, yeah. Wild, just wild. So, Um, yeah, so just a really, I I just really felt like I needed to talk about that because I do know that people are experiencing a lot of grief around their pets and a lot around making those decisions and just wrestling with those decisions and knowing that those were the right decisions and 100% they are because you ended that, you ended your animal suffering. And like I said, to your animal though, it's not suffering. They're literally like, they're just hanging on as long as they can you know, for you to make sure you are okay. And that's such a beautiful gift that they give us by being here with us on this earth. Um, so yeah, I just really felt like this was something I needed to talk about and deliver given the time, the timing and the situation. So yeah, so like I said, you know, all my friends out there who've had to put their, their beloved pets down recently, my heart is with you. No, you are not alone. No, you were never alone. Please know that your animals are with you. They love you so much. 
like I said, I post impromptu. I post a spirit kind of just like pushes me to where I feel pulled to. And this was definitely one of those times that I feel pulled. And I actually am feeling really pulled to like pull a card about this. So I'm just going to actually grab a deck real quick. So I have two decks that I'm going to pull from. I'm going to pull some cards from this is um, Healing Messages from Above Oracle deck by Candace Dalton, who's another young medium who I follow, who is extremely gifted and talented. Um, and she created this Oracle deck with these beautiful messages from, um, I call them like, they're healing messages from above. So I'm just going to pull one card. <laughs> it says, I'm placing good people in your path. You deserve the utmost support and love right now. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but I know that this pertains to um, if you're thinking about getting another animal, they're not only placing good people in your path, but they're also going to place other animals in your path. So let's see. I'm just going to pull from this other deck too because I really feel like it's nice to get a little bit of validation from two decks. And this one is the uh daily guidance from your angels oracle cards by doreen virtue oh this one flew out we got a jumper anytime i get a jumper i always say there's a reason for a jumper <sighs> see only love Look past the errors, mistakes, misunderstandings, and see only the love within each person, including yourself. Your resolute focus on the love and that underlies every situation brings about healing in undreamed of ways. 100%, this goes back to recognizing the fact that when we let an animal go, we're doing it out of love. And they know that. And they want us to just recognize love, 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 love. They have so much love. Oh, my God. Oh, so. Oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So. And as I'm looking at it, this card is just, I wish you could see. I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram. But uh, um, it's got a heart with wings on it. So. And the moon. So. Just beautiful, beautiful messages. So. All right, you guys, I'm going to I'm going to pop off here, but um, I really wanted to just I felt called to record this. So I'm going to put it up and I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, I hope it I hope it you know, I truly believe that the people who need to hear this will hear this. Uh, so, uh, you know, whenever that is, just know you're not alone. Know your animals are so with you and they are so present. And they're here on this earth for a short time for a reason, to teach us these lessons. You know, they, they know the lesson of love. They, they know unconditional love. And they're teachers for us. They are the greatest teachers for us. So take what they've taught us and carry it out into the rest of your life. And hold them with a high regard, a place in your heart, you know. So, all right, everybody. I hope everyone has a beautiful week and I will talk to you all very, very soon.